Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to encourage you to write a short story. Now, if you're in the middle of a novel and you're going, lady, I did not come on here for you to tell me to stop what I'm doing for me to then start thinking of a short story. So what I'm going to ask you to do in case you're there. So you know me, I'm going to modify. It's a part of my literacy coach job, I guess. I'm going to scaffold and modify. I'm going to say to you, if you're in the middle of your novel, if you've already started your novel, I want you to continue writing that every day. But if you come to a place where you just say, gosh, if I could just explore this topic a little bit more, if I could just take this character and maybe do a different choice or maybe this or that, you know, wherever you are, make a note of it. And I don't mean a mental note because... We'll get caught up in our novels again, and we'll be so excited that we're nearing completion that we'll forget about that idea we had, and it would be a golden idea, possibly. So I want to encourage you to open up a Google Doc or uh, Word or get out your journal and make a note that that is a great place where you could develop a short story idea. And so you could, you know, maybe write some initial notes or some plans or some thoughts that you might have and just let it be for a while. Then go back to it when the challenge, when you're ready for the challenge. But for those of you who might be in an in-between, in the meantime, what could you do? I say go for a short story. Now, if you need a competition, there's plenty of competitions that are open for short story writers. You can find, you know, countywide, college ones, state ones, national competitions. I've talked with you before about having a competition in your um, eyes, you know, in your eye this year for 2019 and try one and you might want to enter a short story competition. You might want to, you know, submit it for a literary magazine. That's great. Do it. But maybe you just want to write one and have it to go with an idea that you had before, or maybe this could be a complimentary piece to a novel that you've already written. You can send it out as a newsletter, as a subscribe now, and get the, uh, you know, my latest short story about such and such character out of your book. And that could be a great promotion, you know, that could bring in readers for you. And it could get them back talking about your book again. You know, especially if they read your book last year, and then they can start talking with people. Oh, I just read this short story. Did you ever get a chance to read such and such's book on, you know, XYZ? So think about how you could also use it for marketing. But also think about it, how you could challenge yourself to write something that you might not necessarily, you know, think, hey, this is for me. I I might not be able to do this. You'll never know until you try. So I want to tell you that a few years ago, I stumbled across a really pretty edition of a short story collection. It was like a Norton anthology. I bet you guys know what I'm talking about. 
Well, I was lucky. I found it at the Goodwill, and I grabbed it, and I was like, oh, there's some short story collections in here. I'm not, I don't read short stories. Maybe it's time I did. If it wasn't in the approved textbook for my classroom, you know, or I wasn't using it for homeschool, I probably was not reading short stories. If I wouldn't have grabbed that anthology that summer and just, you know, plowed through it, trying each and every one of them, then I would have missed gems of writing that is out there. So I'll tell you that if you've never had one of those anthologies, look for those Norton anthologies. Those are really cool. You can get a lot of short stories quick. You can go online and just Google the short stories. Just Google, you know, popular short stories, famous ones, classic literature, da 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 da, da. Pick up the authors. Go and look at Ray Bradbury. Read The Sound of Thunder if you have not. <laughs> And we all know the most dangerous game. It's like, I promise you, like, everybody I've ever talked to, I'm like, have you ever read The Most Dangerous Game? They're like, oh my gosh, I remember reading that when I was in high school. Like, I still vividly remember that myself as a ninth grader, and I still teach it to this day, The Most Dangerous Game. And there's a lot of adaptions to it. There's movies, movies that I don't show in class. You know, we don't watch a film version of that, but... The Monkey's Paws, one that I love from W.W. Jacobs, and The Yellow Wallpaper, and I told you A Sound of Thunder, um, there's Marigolds, and I can just keep going. I can start making a list. Um, the Scarlet Ibis, The Necklace, The Confession by Guy de Maupassant. I teach that every single year. I absolutely love The Confession. I teach God Sees the Truth But Waits by Tolstoy. I teach it every single year. Love it. This is one of my favorite short stories of all time. I do really think God Sees the Truth But Waits is my favorite. Now that I'm, And I love Edgar Allan Poe. Oh my goodness. I teach The Black Cat every year. We already did The Telltale Heart. We did a digital escape room with The Telltale Heart. So I will tell you, short stories are now, you know, not just a part of the curriculum for me that, you know, that I'm engaging students in text, but I also enjoy reading them myself. So I think that it would be a very good idea for me to investigate writing a short story about one of my characters. Now, there's a, there's a character in my story, and I'm really contemplating this, guys. I'm planning this out. I'm not just going to jump in, but there's a character in my story. Her name is Denise. And she's Sweet Potato's friend she meets, and she takes her place at Soul Food Restaurant. It's Miss Sunshine Patterson's niece, Ray's cousin. You're getting the whole family uh, Ancestry.com right now. So there's this character that I have named Denise, and she's not seen much. She kind of slides on out. But there is a backstory there that you know, I feel led to talk about. I feel led to maybe share. And so how could I do it? You know, I was thinking of doing diary entries of Denise, Denise's diary, and turning it into a short story. But I'm still praying over it. And like I tell you, anytime, you know, start with research. Well, I research because I read so many short stories now. Um, so I consider the reading of the short stories something that helps me to research and develop, you know, how authors are working that craft. 
And then connecting is the prayer piece. And so I'm praying over, you know, which route do I want to go with a short story? It could be, you know, a flashback of, you know, Miss Sunshine Patterson. Because I love, I love the character so much. Y'all, I see Queen Latifah every time. Queen Latifah was the inspiration of me writing Miss Sunshine Patterson. And so, I, I think I might could do a backstory of, um, I about to say Queen Latifah, a backstory of Miss Sunshine. Because she's so dynamic. Like, there's so much left that I would want to explore with her. So, you know, I've got many avenues there. And is this something that I'm going to write and then produce and, and publish? No. But it's something that in the future, if I write about Denise, Denise could actually become a book. You know, I could, I could do, do that. I could do a spinoff with Denise's character. Or maybe I could offer the short story if I write about Denise or if I write about um, Miss Betty who um, runs the shelter. You know, if I write one of those pieces from Miss Betty's point of view, then that could be something I could add later for my readers. So I, as you can tell, I'm problem solving this out. I'm talking it out. And I do need to spend time in prayer and just see where the Lord leads me when it comes to the short story challenge. But I do feel, you know, the more that I've been focused in on short stories, that I would really like to write one myself and just play around with the words and the language and and see where it takes me. And, you know, can I actually get something, you know, less than 5,000 words and have it come to, you know, a really strong conclusion? Or will I because I'm so used to writing novels and chapters, just fall back into that again. So this challenge is more for me, maybe, than for you. And I'm going to save it. I'm going to work them. It's on my to-do list. So on my short-term goals, you know, I talk about all the time about how we need to make daily goals. Daily goals consist of, you know, what I'm reading now for my reading challenge, what I'm doing with promotion and marketing and how I'm looking at social media and the contacts that I'm making. Yesterday, my goals consisted, I did minimal reading. I think I read five chapters, but I was emailing like crazy. Like I sent out, oh, probably like 15 different emails for um, podcast interviews. People have been contacting me, so I had to, you know, set up my chart, look at my calendar, start planning all of that. So my goals yesterday had nothing to do with writing other than writing the emails. And before I went to sleep last night, I surprised myself and I wrote a country song. Now that country song is from Eli's perspective, which is the father of my book. Now I will say, the story of Eli is interesting and maybe the song will spark that. And you can hear from Eli's point of view. So I'm praying over that. I know that right now I'm so immersed in the idea of sweet potato, the release of sweet potato. 
that when I started writing the song last night, and I put it up on my blog, you can go to the, you can go to my blog and check it out, or if you go to my Instagram on Jen Lowry Writes, you can see how I, you know, cross pollinate everything, and, and I place my blog there on Twitter. I, I'm everywhere, so my blog, if I write one, it'll go out on my Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I'm a blog. I'm a website. <laughs> you can find it. But I wrote an original song last night, and it surprised me. And when I wrote it, at first, I was like, did not see Eli in my head. But then, once I hit the chorus, I realized that this wasn't just some George Strait song. I told you guys, if you're listening to all of these, you know I was telling you that that's what I'm um, kind of seeing him you know, while I'm writing these country songs, is like this George Strait character singing. But it's not. No, it was actually Eli. And Eli's a singer. The whole family's a singer in the book. And so I was like, this would kind of be a song for him. This was his song. And it broke my heart. And I started to cry. Like, I was bawling. I was crying. And Eli's like, are you okay? My husband's name Eli. Now, listen, that's another story. I did not name this character after my husband. This was well before. I would not change his name. Um, I met Eli in 2015. And we got married in 2015. And Sweet Potato was written, written well before then. So, just so you guys will know that <laughs> it was way before. And Johnston County was way before. Okay. And I'm living in there now. I'm living in Johnson County now in North Carolina. And trust me, I would have never known it. I just picked it because it sounded, you know, Johnston County up away. I would drive through there on the way to Virginia. And I was like, well, it's off of 95. What would be a place where they, if they had to, you know, hitchhike, how could they get from here to there and it not be such a long way? for that family, you know, and what was a traveling road that I was taking a lot, and that was the road to Virginia, and Newport, Newport News, and so I know a lot of that was very um, kind of reflective of where these pieces of the puzzle fit with my writing at that time. It was what I was seeing, it was what I was doing, and um, I would see the Johnson County sign, never really drove through Johnson County, didn't know anything about it, not a bit about it, and here I am living there, years, years later. Funny how the world works, right? <laughs> but I could write a short story through Eli's eyes. So think about that per perspective and that point of view. Could you take a character that maybe people, you know, love to hate and maybe show a backstory about them that is endearing and, and you might say, oh, that's another side or, oh, it makes you think more about a character. Who knows where you could go with this? You know it's limitless. And I've called you out some short stories today during the podcast to challenge you, too, that if you've not read those pieces, that might be something that you might want to start with. You could look at some of those that I called out. Those are some of my favorites. God Sees the Truth But Waits, The Confession, The Monkey's Paw. And you can go through just contemporary short stories if you want. I know that my Facebook group, they're doing the competition, and one of the admins of my group, she wanted me to read and critique her short story that she was going to submit. 
and I loved it. It was about Icarus. It was it was kind of using that whole Icarus Greek mythology background. It was cool, y'all. It was really cool. And I valued reading her work. And she's in the middle of novel writing right now. And she's doing the competitions at the same time. And she's doing it. Now, do not quote me on the title of this thing. I bet you could type it in and you could find it. Because right now, I'm tired and I'm driving home from work and I can't check my source but it's like new york midnight or something like that if you google it you'll see it so um a lot of the people in my facebook group they are heavily involved in this competition but i read her work and i was like oh wow that was just brilliantly done and i just love the way the expression in the short story and then when i look at ray bradbury's work in fahrenheit 451 and then see the sound of thunder like yeah, Sound of Thunder is amazing. I'm like, okay, wonder if I could do this. Wonder if I could write a short story. And maybe I'll sit down and it won't even be a sweet potato related short story. Maybe I'll just continue to pray about it and say, God, you know, my mind is, you know, a little obsessed with my new release coming out and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, doing everything I can to help develop that. But if you have another plan for me, Lord, you want me to try a short story in a new direction you know help me with the words that i'm supposed to say and pray that prayer and get that computer out get out your pad your notepad and your pencil whatever that you're using oh my gosh have you seen those fancy typewriter things they got these fancy typewriters they look like antique typewriters oh my gosh they're gorgeous and it's a keyboard whatever you're using grab it and start trying to write your short story See what you can do. See what you can come up with. You may surprise yourself. What would even be more challenging is if you pick a short that you're not so invested in. Like, so at the, mom at the moment, you know, I'm invested in horror, paranormal. I'm into that if I'm writing because I still have a couple of books on the back burner that I've got to pick back up. But what if I tried to write a short story of sci-fi, which you guys know that's not my go-to. Or maybe even a post-apocalyptic or, you know, there's so many things. Or fantasy. You know, I've never tried my hand at fantasy. But by reading Aragon and then reading The Hobbit right now, oh my gosh, reading The Hobbit each night is joy. I'm on chapter, I think, five right now, and it's The Riddles. Oh my gosh. My precious. I actually used that today when my annotations for modeling with my kids. If you've not read The Hobbit, go grab it. And that, you know, reading the, the fantasy for me, because my son loves it so much and homeschool should be about choice, I'm like, okay, maybe I could write something that's a fantasy. Who knows where that could lead? And what am I interested in the most if fantasy? So then that can take you in a whole different direction. So consider it. Who knows? Mine might be Sweet Potato Jones related. Now you hear how excited I got when I thought about The Hobbit. It might be fantasy related. And try your best. Just go at it. See what you can come up with. If you want to do a 3,000 word challenge, do a 3,000 word short story or no more than 5,000. Go in, 
field, close the door. And see what happens. Step back, look at your masterpiece. You've completed a piece of work. You've written a short story. The good, the bad, or the ugly. Put your name on it. <laughs> Put it away in a file. But keep it. Be proud of it. Because every opportunity that we have to write is another day to learn, is another day to grow and to stretch ourselves and to challenge ourselves in new ways. I told you guys before, we're like an endless well of creativity. We just have to keep dropping that bucket, keep praying to the Lord for inspiration, praying for the Holy Spirit to give us the words to say, and keep dropping that bucket. But it's us. We're the ones that have to manually drop that bucket down into the well. And so by you taking this challenge, that's like you're dropping your bucket. And for me, I might, you know, reel up my string and my rope and I pull up my bucket and I might have an old boot in there. But I also might have a couple of pennies from a wishing wheel, little gems in there. Even if I play around with word choice, what's the harm in that? All right, I dare you. Okay, guys, I'm back. I wanted to give you an update because I'm really excited about my idea. And I have decided on what I'm going to write on in my short story. So I was really finding my heart quicken a little bit when I was talking with you guys about fantasy. Like trying a genre that you've never really explored before if you're gonna do the challenge you know go big with that and tonight we're reading the hobbit and you know i told you i love the songs and i love you know of course i love bilbo but i love the dwarves and the wizard and, and the whole setup and the riddles that we read last night him escaping from the goblins and I'm like okay you know what I'm gonna do this so I thought of something that I loved growing up and that was fairies love Tinkerbell so I've picked my great niece she's 12 and on the eve of her 13th birthday in this short story she's going to have a song played that will bring the fairies to life. And so, of course, mine's got to have some music in there. You know how much I love music. And I'm going to write a short story. And I'm going to dedicate it to my great niece. And I've already let my niece know that I'm going to be writing it. So there's my accountability piece. I told her to go ahead and tell patients that... You know, a story's going to be coming, and it's a short story, and it'll, you know, involve her. So, that helps me, too, is when I vocalize it, and I put it out there, you know, the challenge is on then, and then I've got to live up to that somehow, and even if I take, you know, I'm going to write it, and I'm going to play around with language, and I'm going to develop a short story and I'm gonna keep it between three to five thousand words I've already decided and I'm gonna have some fun with it and I'm gonna use my son who is a huge fantasy reader writer as research and 
he told me, wow, even though, you know, he says that patience is a little edgy, she might not get the fairies thing that I'm writing about. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm glad you're doing it, Mama. And I'm like, well, thank you, dear. And so I'm going to be drawing upon his expertise and letting him be a reading partner with me as I write. So the challenge is there, guys. I would love to hear after your prayers and contemplation, you know, where's the spirit leading you for this short story challenge? So send me an email at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. And I can't wait to hear from you guys. Hey, happy writing. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.